Christy. And I'm Shannon. And we're here from For the Love of Animals podcast, showcasing outstanding animals and their owners on a mission to make the world a better place, one cute animal at a time. Today's episode, we are featuring our friend at Wolfie Smiles. Yes. Oh my gosh, you guys. The cutest little kitty that ever could cat, just smiling all the live long day. And it's genetic. So she's just always happy to see me, which is how I like any animal to greet me. Yeah. Her owner, Jackie, was so kind and let us come inside her house where she fosters and rescues cats and dogs throughout the LA area. Yeah. And she's actually part of a bigger group and foundation called the Friends for Life Rescue Network. And that's how she kind of started. And Wolfie came into the animal rescue and then became her forever cat. Uh, See what I did there? I hear what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This was all done on a whirlwind interview trip in Los Angeles where we got to go visit three different places in one weekend, Animal Tracks, which you've already heard, and one more coming up in a few short weeks. But it was such a lovely interview sitting down with Jackie and talking about Wolfie and the other animals. Her roommate, who is also her veterinarian, she has this big, huge, fluffy Maine Coon named Leo. We are almost the same size, you guys. And I got to pick him up and hold him, and I thought I was going to explode. He was so fluffy. There were like four or five cats walking around her place, right? Yeah. Is that what I remember? I remember just like everywhere I looked, there was like a cat lounging. Yes. And it was like so you, I had no idea there were so many animals in her place. I couldn't like smell them or anything. Like she really had such a beautiful location for these animals to live in. Yeah. So I think there were four or five cats roaming around throughout the interview. I think one even took a jaunt over the laptop at one point. There was also this sweet dog that she was um, fostering until he could get adopted. And then in the back back room were some baby kittens and we got to see them. We will post all of our amazingness on our Instagram page for you all to see. And spoiler alert, you already saw it in the post we shared on Friday, but she has the most ridiculously, fantastically amazing cat tree in her apartment. It is floor to ceiling. It's incredible. It takes up a whole wall of her place. Yeah, and it looks like, um, you know, like Avatar or Ferngully or something. It's like this magical tree creature. And the cats love it, too. They were all hanging out and... Yeah, like the knots on the tree were actual little cubbies that the cats could crawl into. That's how big it is, that the knots on the tree are actually little cubbies for the cats to crawl into. And then there were bumblebees for them to bat, and it's it was just the coolest thing. So I'll post more pictures on that as well. So sit back and enjoy Jackie talking about her awesome life she gets to live. Yeah, it's going to be great, you guys. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and where we are and who your animal is and your guys' like meet cute story. Hi, I'm Jackie. Um, I'm the owner of Friends for Life Rescue Network. Uh, we are a nonprofit uh, rescue in Los Angeles. I um, met Wolfie. He's my kitty. Uh, 
in Skid Row at my job. I work with the homeless there. And uh, one of my managers told me about a litter of kittens and he was one of them. Um, and he was, he was really sick. He was really malnourished when we got him. So he's been here ever since. How did you get into raising cats? How did you have the confidence to go about treating Wolfie and caring for him and his special needs? I feel like that's something that instantly overwhelms someone who doesn't already have a background. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually not a long-term pet owner. My first cat is Piper, and she's not even six years old yet. Um, My trajectory of rescuing happened very quickly. So I got my first cat in 2013. I started fostering in 2014, and I opened the rescue in 2015. And I was very green. You know, I was very new. And every animal that came into our rescue posed a new experience. So over the course of the first few years of the rescue, we dealt with a lot of malnourished cats. Um, so learning how to bounce them back from being severely malnourished because, you know, maybe they were found alone on a street and they didn't have any access to food, things like that. Over time, you develop a skill set. And I've had the support of Other rescuers who have offered advice, you know, when we don't know something, we post about it. And other rescuers who maybe have been in it for 20 years might say, oh, I've had a cat like that. This is what I did. Um, And then it helps. I live with the rescue's vet. And so I'm able to get on hand medical care all the time, as well as advice. Um, And her big thing is she wants to teach me so that I don't ask her too many questions. (laughs) (laughs) So her thing has always been, let me show you how. Mm -hmm. Let me show you how to, you know, create a dosage of a medication that you've now compounded with water. You know, let me give you the formula. Let me show you how that works. You know, this is the test you run to diagnose this. This is what you do for that. And over time, you know, this is how you get fluids. This is how you vaccinate. And over time, we develop skill sets. And, and, you know, sometimes I'll still ask, even though I know, and she'll be like, Jack, you know this, you've done this a million times. I'm like, I know, but I just want to make sure. (laughs) And I think that's important. I think it's important to have a good relationship with a vet, yeah. uh, especially if you're going to be rescuing animals. I, I found it very hard in the beginning to learn mm-hmm. when I didn't have her as my vet because I was kind of running around to different vets trying to gauge advice and every vet has different advice. Yeah. So once I developed that relationship with yeah. someone where I could ask for you know advice, ask questions and learn, I think that was really important. And the willingness to learn. Yeah. You know, you... You can't go into this expecting for doctors to take care of everything because you're going to spend way more money than you can even bring in in donations. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to, at some point, be self-sufficient enough to diagnose and to treat. Mm -hmm. And then if that didn't work, then you can go on and do your diagnostic testing and things like that. Um, But yeah, I think it's just time and being with enough animals now that I've been able to learn and we're still learning. I mean, every single time a new animal comes in, it poses a brand new scenario that we didn't have before, uh, new special needs. Uh, the first couple of years I 
wasn't even trying to do special needs. And now I'm extremely attracted to rescuing special needs. So I see them, I'm like, I must save them. <laughs> Whereas before I was like, I don't know how to do that. You know, I love hearing how it's such a community base, like with all the rescues that you guys are all helping each other and being such great resources for each other. That's so incredible. The rescues, they are, um, they are a great community together. So a lot of the rescue heads are all friends and we all talk all the time on Facebook, especially in different groups and things like that. And we all work together because if maybe I don't have room, but I have a foster who that other rescue can use. I just can't maybe at that time afford to take in more animals because maybe we have surgeries, plans, things like that. But I have a resource that another rescue could use. So we'll lend out a foster say, hey, you know, so-and-so says they are more than willing to foster for you. Can you rescue this animal? And then they're like, yes, as long as I have a foster. So then that matches up together and it works out well. Tell us about your rescue. Sure. So the rescue was founded in 2015. It was founded by myself and my co-founder, Christina Figueroa. Um, we started it initially as a network. We wanted to have more people uh, have access to rescues, whereas we found that prior to us starting this group, um, that it was very difficult to match, you know, people who found cats with rescues. A lot of times rescues are full and uh, kitten season is really overwhelming. So we wanted to kind of put the two together. We didn't intend to intake cats ourselves, but we kept finding them. So <laughs> we eventually became an actual rescue ourselves instead of a networking group. Um since then, we've had we have rescued about a thousand cats, um, and maybe about I want to say anywhere between twenty to thirty dogs. Um, but yeah, our main goal originally was cats, so it's been about a thousand cats in a couple of years now. That's so amazing. Um, how many animals do you have here currently? Um, how many are, you have? Some that are fostered and some that are rescued. So we have about. Uh, 45 animals in the rescue currently. Uh, about eight of them are dogs and then the rest are cats. It's a, a age range of one day to, because um, we just had kittens born yesterday, <laughs> to uh, about 14 years old is our current age range of animals in the rescue. Why does Wolfie smile? So Wolfie has an overbite. Um, so his jaw hangs over his lower jaw, which kind of pushes forward his teeth. His, his teeth are not larger than normal. They're just, it's just the way his face is shaped, the way his jaw is shaped. Um, and it gives him that fantastic smile. Um, so we're super obsessed with his smile. He's so cute. Um, I think it's absolutely amazing the kind of outreach that Wolfie has on social media. Um, how did that go about blowing up and kind of getting the, um, gaining yeah, gaining momentum and all the followers that he has? I mean, clearly it's his cute face, but like, was there something that like really got you guys going? So initially I did not want an Instagram for him. <laughs> and the, the biggest thing was because I was already running the rescues Instagram, uh, which in and of itself was a lot. And also I didn't intend to keep him. He was my foster. Um, so I felt that starting an Instagram for him would force me to keep him or would cause people to pressure me keeping him as a foster fail. I ended up doing that completely on my own. 
<laughs> I think regardless if I had an Instagram or not, I would have yeah. kept him because uh, he has special needs. Um, and so the first weekend I started it, he had 5,000 followers. There was nothing I could have, yes, organically. There was nothing I could have done to change that. Uh, it literally, as I, I started it, and by the weekends out, and I started on a Friday, so by Sunday I had 5,000 followers, and I didn't really understand <laughs> how that happened. It was very new for me, <laughs> that kind of momentum. Um, I did have him on some Facebook groups that I was a part of, so I did tell them I started an Instagram, and they had been pressuring me to start an Instagram, so <laughs> that, I'm sure, was a big factor. Um, but also his story really touched people. The fact that he was not just a cat with an overbite, but a cat with severe special needs who um, at that time when I started the Instagram was still critical. Can you tell us a little bit more about his special needs? Sure. So Wolfie has a deformed esophagus. Um, he is on a liquid diet for life. And at the time, um, we could not figure out why he couldn't keep any food down. He was extremely malnourished, um, and he ended up crashing. So we took him to the ER, and they found that his entire esophagus was loaded with food debris. Basically, everything we had syringe-fed him was still in his esophagus and not moving to his stomach. So that was pressuring on his airways and he wasn't able to breathe well. So they cleared that and they initially recommended euthanasia because they hadn't seen a case like his before and they really couldn't offer any advice. Um, obviously, uh, I fought back against that. And so they recommended putting him on a liquid diet of kitten milk and feeding him every two hours, even though he was already at that point two months old. They felt that that would allow for him to get enough nutrients if it was every two hours. And he started gaining weight. Um, at the time, he had to be held upright after every meal. He had to live on a heating pad because he couldn't maintain his body temperature. And over a course of months, he continued gaining until the point where he now is on a blended mixture of a, uh, a food called critical nutrition, which is a prescription diet. It's high in calorie, high nutrients, blended with kitten milk and that's what he eats. That's such a good story. I think that a lot of people don't understand that you can have a special needs cat and it can still have a lovely, healthy life. I think this question probably goes without saying, but are cats your spirit animal? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Actually, my mom had said that was my first word. <laughs> Instead of mom or dad, it was cats. Oh my gosh, that's so great. It's crazy. That's so funny. I was telling Christy on the way over, I think it's really great because Wolfie was the name of my very first cat when I was a little girl. It's not a traditional cat name, I think of like, because it's like a dog, like a wolf. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but did you name Wolfie? Is there like a reason behind it that you're just drawn to? So I named him, I um, tend to be the lead namer of every animal that enters the rescue. And I tend to do it in themes. So uh, Wolfie has two siblings. One did pass away the night of our rescue of them, but Bear, Foxy, and Wolfie. Yeah. So uh, I named Bear first. And once I named him, I wanted to go with the theme. And Wolfie looked like a mini werewolf. He was completely unkempt. His hair was sticking out all over. He had this 
massive. (laughs) 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 The cat just rocked over the keyboard and messed it up, but that's okay. So yeah, he was, um, Wolfie was completely unkempt. His hair was sticking out all over. He had this huge, like snarly looking smile and, and he just was fuzzy and gray. And I thought that, uh, Wolfie was really fitting for him. That's a good way to name a cat. So I know Wolfie has his own Instagram, but what are all the ways that people can find you? So uh, there is a variety of different ways. Um, They could obviously find us on Instagram, uh, Wolfie underscore smiles. Um, He also has a Facebook page um, called Wolfie the Smiling Werecat. Um, He has a Facebook group called Wolfie's Pack, um, (laughs) which is really great. It's a very fun group of people who share their animals. It's not cat specific. You know, they can share uh, whomever. Most of them share cats. Um, And then everyone's just really supportive uh, and they start getting to know each other's cats and kind of becoming invested in their lives, Um, as well as they can reach out to us through the rescue. So uh, we have a Facebook and an Instagram page, the Rescue's Facebook is Friends for Life Rescue Network, and the Instagram is FFL Rescue Network, um, as well as, you know, they can reach out email, which is linked through those pages. Uh, and we also have a website, which is www.friendsforliferescuenetwork.com. Yeah. Are there ways that people could support you as well, um, donation-wise, or do you have an Amazon wish list, or are there needs that you need for your to keep your animals, happy and healthy, food donations, anything? All of it. <laughs> so we we have a variety of ways that people can donate. We do have Amazon wish lists. Um, some are specific to different things. It may be one specific to Wolfie. So if somebody wanted to buy his kitten milk, for instance, uh, we have one for the rescue as a whole. We have one for the kitten nursery, and we also have a Venmo, PayPal, you know, and all of that is linked through our website, um, as well as our Patreon, which is what funds our kitten nursery room. Great. Um, tell us about your Patreon. What do people get when they become a Patreon supporter? Like, do they get new information or like limited edition information? So each level brings different things. Um, I know that we plan to adjust it, but some things that are part of the different levels is the ability to name cats in our rescue. So that, that is a, that is a fun uh, thing. So they can suggest names and they're placed on a name list. And then as you know, we have new animals come in, I use names off of the list. Um, Another another possibility is, uh, for instance, somebody who donates $100, they get a, a very custom drawing of their pet, which is really nice, and it's a beautiful custom-made drawing. There's access to our live stream. There is some personalized pictures that are sent. We've had other things like coloring book pages come out, Aww. and so it's just a variety of different things. Um, sometimes we do things that are not 
listed. So uh, we had, for instance, uh, exclusive stickers made of Wolfie, like little Wolfie cartoons. They were only made available to our patrons, and they didn't know about it. It wasn't listed as a possibility. Like a but surprise. we, Yeah, and we just sent it to everyone. So cool. they all got like a sheet of stickers. Um, and it. we've also had limited access to our first edition Wolfie plushies that had come out. So they were allowed to access them first because we only had a small number made. And then they were made to the public. So um, just a variety of things. Do you have resources all over the country that if people are over in Texas or Florida, they can like reach out to you if they need help over there? Or are you specific to LA? So the rescue itself is specific to Southern California. Um, We do try to help give advice to those who are in other areas. So we've had a lot of our followers come to us for advice on kitten care or advice on TNR, which is trap, neuter, return of community cats. Um, trying to find local shelters to adopt from just a variety of things. We've had people ask us about what rescues may be near them. Um, so as we are contacted, we try to offer the best advice as possible. But as far as intaking animals into our rescue, it's specific to Southern California. Cool. Catalina cat right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a real rough life. (laughs) Just living her best life. (laughs) Cuddling cats. (laughs) Was your tree, your cat tree, custom made for you? Or is that a thing that people can buy for their house? Like, I've never seen such an enchantment. Yeah, for a cat to live in. Like, I wish I want, like, an adult one. I would love a tree house like this in my... Just... (laughs) Forget... What's that... that Corners. <laughs> I was thinking, what's that like the she den, the she shed? Like, forget that. I just want like a whole like a lady tree. I don't know. <laughs> so the the tree is actually my roommate's tree, um, who is the rescue's veterinarian. Um, she cool. bought it for uh, Leo uh, because he had broke several of our cat trees in a very short period of time. So we needed something that could hold his weight and size and his rambunctiousness. Um, So the tree was custom made. It was a collaboration between myself, my roommate, um, Dr. Flanagan, and uh, also the person who created the tree. He already had some of his uh, previous works that kind of went into it as well as his own suggestions and things like that. So the tree is quite expensive. Um, (laughs) so it's not something that the, you know, anybody would be able to afford. And it's, it's just, I mean, I can't, (laughs) that's why I wasn't the one who bought it. Um, but he does sell customized, uh, customizable versions of this tree, as well as smaller aspects of the tree. For instance, like if somebody just wanted to buy like this section right here, mm-hmm. like the log and the little like uh, scratching post there, or if they wanted to buy the decaying tree stump onto the right, right, or if they just wanted to buy this uh, bulk tree. So there's completely customizable options as well as other custom built trees that people could request. So for instance, the uh, decaying tree stump, it's my, I think it ranges around two fifty to three hundred dollars, which is actually pretty affordable. Oh, yeah. um, but the entire tree as a whole was closer to six thousand dollars. I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And we're going to post a picture of this magical tree garden on our Instagram if you want to check it out. Is there anything that you can think of that you want the world to know about you, your rescue, your support system? The main thing I, I want people to know is to consider special needs cats as as being rescued and as having a home and as and also not euthanizing them right away unless it's absolutely necessary. A lot of the special needs animals that have entered our rescue were immediately recommended for euthanasia and have gone on to live amazing lives. This includes um, partially paralyzed cats, cats with uh, cerebellar hypoplasia, you know, so CH kitties, which are like wobbly kitties, cats like Wolfie who uh, have expensive lifelong long care. And uh, we've had animals in the rescue with uh, radio hypoplasia as, re- as well as uh, radial aplasia, which uh, is either they're not born with a radius bone in their forelimbs mm-hmm. or it's born very short. Uh, so they're completely disabled. They walk around like kangaroo cats. Um, wow. I'm sure you've seen yeah. like Instagrams of, mm-hmm. of those type of kitties, but these cats, they go on to live really great lives. Um and so I, I just want to reiterate to people to give them a chance and to look past the fact that they are special needs and look at their personalities and see if you bond with them. And and also to foster, it's a great way to see if you can care for a special needs uh, animal. Offer to foster first, see if it works out. And, uh, and then if it does, you can always adopt them later. And I think, you know, everything we've heard today is just more saying to how many resources there are out there for you. If you have a special needs cat, like there are ways to get support from the public. There are so many animals, animal lovers out there that are willing to help and give a special needs animal the best life it can possibly have. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I think we covered everything. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us and welcoming us to your home. This was absolutely dreams. (laughs) Dreams come true. (laughs) Thank you for reaching out and allowing for us to have a platform to discuss things about the rescue and Wolfie. Yeah, absolutely. Ready, Shannon? Captain. Okay, guys, hope you enjoyed that episode and learning all about Jackie and the amazing things she does and more about Wolfie Smiles, who is the cutest little smiley cat that ever did smile. Yeah, such a fun interview and all of the animals were so great. For more to follow, you can follow at Wolfie, W-O-L-F-I-E underscore smiles. Yeah, and on her Instagram page and On all of the other ways she mentioned, you can follow her. It also links to her rescue network, so you can connect over that way too and just enjoy all the ways to be connected with Jackie and her team and everything she's doing. Yeah, I love how community-oriented she is. That's just so amazing. It's the best. So now we're going to move on to animals that we're obsessed with. Dun, dun, dun. And I am so excited because coming in, I was a little unprepared, and then Christy reminded me of this animal. <laughs> and I don't know why on earth I ever, like, forgot because I, this this animal on a daily and almost hourly basis makes me laugh so dang hard. They are the cutest animals, and now I have to go to Australia <laughs> to look at it. Right. Okay, go, go right now onto Instagram and follow at... Cruzy Susie, it's C R U Z Y S U Z Y. 
she takes a million videos and pictures of quokas. Is that what they're called? I, I, I think never so. pronounce it correctly. Quokas. And the way that they eat food, they look like they're the happiest little animals. They're so <laughs> cute. They're like an itty bitty hamster kangaroo thing. I don't I don't know how God made such a cute little animal. Um, I am longtime obsessed with this amazing dog duo. They also have a hedgehog who's super cute, but the dog duo is my jam. Um, on Instagram, they are at Watt period key. So it's W-A-T period K-I. And it's these two little precious baby angel retrievers named Watson and Kiko. And Watson, oh my gosh, this dog, you guys. First of all, he is a hugger. He hugs his best friend, Kiko. He hugs his mama. And the coolest thing he does is he trust falls. So his owners will tell him to trust fall and he'll like do a just dip back and trust fall into them. Like just the sweetest emotional support dog there ever could be. And he supports Kiko because she gets a lot of anxiety. So he helps keep her calm and also really helps the owner with her anxiety and stuff like that. So, I mean, right up my alley. I'm certainly having like pre-summer puppy fever right now. I feel like I need to get a dog and it's, I, uh, yeah. Do you think I could teach Rojo to trust fall onto me? He would squash you. He's like 400 pounds. I know, but I don't think that'd be like a squash. That would just be like a heavy, you know. Maybe you could teach like him you to tell me trust to do that. lay down. No, I'd really and roll onto his back. No, I really want him to fall. Like, I just want to like, I don't know. I think that sounds wonderful. Maybe it could be like a trust lean instead of a trust fall. Ooh. Is that different than when he rubs his eye on my body? He kind of like leans into that too. But, right. But what if it was like a full body lean? Ooh, like a lap, like how like the dogs like to like lean on your leg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, okay. That seems a little bit more. I'd less, be down for that. Less injury inducing. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm thinking about. I don't know, but I would like that a lot, I think. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be like a real good snuggle fast. I mean. All right, Rojo, get ready. We're going to try this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us. We have a special shout out to Jackie for welcoming us into her home and allowing us to love on Wolfie, Leo, and all of the other animals. Um, in her place and bestie Matt making his other LA debut taking photo and video footage for us so we have so many amazing things to share we really appreciate you hanging out with us not that you wouldn't anyway because we're best friends right <laughs> um, and then of course to our magnificent producer and music provider Tyson Kingry at Simple Monster Creative. Yeah, thanks, Tyson, Matt, and Jackie. And as always, please like, share, comment, tell your friends, tell your pets, tell your pets to tell their pet friends so they can tell their pet parents and spread the word. Thanks for being awesome. We'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye.